Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the birds of LA. What's up, movie geeks? Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. We're actually a movie podcast that has been taking a year-long break, kind of a year. We we came back for you know a couple times, but I, I guess everyone's heard about this coronavirus shit, guys. It's been terrible. But the the worst thing about it for me, uh, we live in Los Angeles, is we haven't been able to go into a movie theater for a year, and that sucks. Uh, and I haven't been able to talk about movies that much with people because, again, we took a break for the podcast because we got these kids and they need schooling and all this stuff. But I am so happy to be back tonight here on the podcast because we're starting something that's been going on for years now. I look back in the record books. Our first one of these we did back in 2012, and since then we've done dozens, dozens, dozens of these and they're tons of fun. I am talking about the fantasy movie draft, and not just any fantasy movie draft. We're not we're not you know drafting snacks or anything. I, those are popular, I know, but we're getting back to movies for a tournament. And usually, what we do for every decade, we've done the '80s, we've done the '90s, we've done the double zeros. We you know go year by year and invite four drafters to jump in, and at the end, there's like a March Madness round. But this year. You know, uh, COVID's really screwed everything up, and we wanted to do something different. For So for this year, uh, or this decade, we're, we're going to be covering the movies of the 2010s. We don't even have to, you know, reach back that far. We just concluded this decade, so we're going to be talking about some of the newer movies that are, you know, still fresh in our brain, uh, because looking at back at 2010, which is our first draft tonight, it feels like yesterday. So, um, but the big thing... Uh, with this decade and the way we're doing this tournament is we're calling this our 2010s fantasy movie draft Royal Rumble. So everyone loves wrestling. If you grew up like me uh, watching WWF, you know, in the 80s and 90s, the Royal Rumble was an event that mean uh, pretty much meant that shit was about to go down, like utter chaos, wrestlers everywhere. You, n- you never know who's going to win out at the end. So we have kind of tweaked the fantasy movie draft uh, just in a, a little way to make sure that we are um, being as chaotic as we can be for this Royal Rumble. So to start off with, we have four drafters that are going to start in the year 2010 drafting the best movies of that year. And then year by year, as we go through this fantasy movie draft Royal Rumble, we're going to have probably one, once, uh, one of these a month. Uh, two people are going to drop. So we'll have the regular polls. The two people from each year will advance to the next year. Two new people will come in every uh, every uh, month or every uh, you know year of that decade. And meaning these four guys that are starting, if they can last to the end, uh, they would probably be the king champs of all fantasy movie draft because it's going to take a while to get from 2010 to 2019. But I think it's, you know, doing it a different way is going to make it uh, 10 times more fun. And even better than that, we're starting out with a group of guys who have done this several times. I think everyone's at least won one draft. There's a lot of experience here. There's a lot of uh, angst and anxiety and anger. 
about past drafts. So I think this is going to be a good one to start off with. So let's get to the uh, drafters tonight. This is who I'm excited to talk to. Let's talk movies. Let's introduce these guys that are going to start off this 2010's fantasy movie draft. Royal Rumble in the one spot tonight is a guy who doesn't even want to be here today. No, he doesn't. He wants to be here, but he doesn't want to be in the one spot. Uh, we we did a draft order um, special with my my daughter Brooklyn, and she picked names out of the hat. And that order is the order we're starting with. And then once uh, we do this first draft, the winner of each uh, year gets to pick the show the the draft order for the next round. So this one was all random, and apparently. Mr. Gerald Don't Be Creepy Morris from Two Peas on a Podcast doesn't like being in the one spot. Gerald, I know you've been fretting about this. What is going on? Are you ready to talk movies? Why don't you want to be first? Yeah, thanks, Brooklyn. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's up, man? Justin, how are you? I love you, brother, and I am obviously happy to be here. I'm happy to be in another movie draft with some other fine dudes uh, that I also am very fond of, but... You're back on the mic, man, which is very, very exciting. You've always, you and Chrissy have always been one of my favorite podcasts. So I'm so glad that you're getting back in the game after this COVID BS, which of course is still going on, but hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, you know, getting the one pick aside, which I'm not super crazy about, I am very, very thrilled to be here, man. So thanks for having me, brother. Uh, Gerald was one of the last people from my home state of North Carolina. Uh, the person I last got to hug before I came yeah. back, uh, we met in a, uh, I call it a, a fake Starbucks inside of a Target, uh, and had coffee and just had a great time. Gerald, you're, yeah. you're the best, yeah, man. We, we did, man. Thanks so much for that. What was that? I, was, I guess that was around Christmas, like before COVID hit, right? Yeah, it, I it, feel it, like, it yeah. feels like yesterday and forever ago. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I love talking movies with you, dude. I think you're 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 great fun in these drafts. So I wish you. Good luck, especially in this one spot, man. That's tough, man, but thanks so much. I appreciate it. So Gerald's going first tonight. In the two spot is a guy who, uh, you know, early congrats, he's got a newborn at home. So I don't know how much his drafting skills are going to be affected by this. Super movie bro Dave is back. Mr. Peanut Chew. Dave, what's going on, dude? Oh, not a whole lot. I just want to say the drafters uh, had nothing to do with the fact that there is no woman on this panel today. I know it was just National Woman's Day and everything like that. Uh, <laughs> that is solely on the host of this show. Uh, so any hate mail do you want to say about uh, him not having any type of inclusion? It goes to Justin. But uh, it's good to be here. I'm happy happy, <laughs> happy to be part of this Royal Rumble. It's always always great to get the uh, "Where's all the ladies?" Uh, comments when like usually a lady's Gidget right next is to coming. me. Gidget is coming. She's coming. Don't worry. She's I on mean, the list. I'm sure. <laughs> here's the thing. You know, you you talk about her. I wasn't even going to name her, but I I thought I was doing you guys a favor by not putting her up in the one spot. Not only that, there's one guy who's never lost a fantasy movie draft before in his life, and he couldn't be here tonight because he is moving. Uh, he's moving his house, so uh, he he's someone you have to worry about in round two for uh the two people that survived that far. Of course, talking about uh Brandon from Colt Forty Five. So uh, yeah, man, like this is gonna be a bloodbath. And and Dave, like I said, congratulations on on your small child. Uh, how is everything going with you and the missus and uh the new addition? 
well, we're just more of two people who are taking care of the same entity. Uh, we're not really so much like a couple anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's hard, right? It's hard. It's just, it it is, it is, it is, it is hard. But, uh, I mean, I, obviously like I love my, love my son, Grayson to death. Um, and, uh, he just, he just, you know, he found his lungs this week, you know, he can really belt it out. Uh, so it's nice sleeping next to an alarm clock that you didn't set. It just goes off randomly. That's fun. Um, and I like, you know, the fact that I don't often feel pain anymore. Like I'll stub my toe, but it takes my brain about 30 seconds from lack of sleep to register that like, Hey, that hurts, but I'm too tired to care. So there's ups and downs is what I'm saying. Ups and downs, Dave. I I hope you're using uh, your your new your small child as you know fuel fuel tonight to 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 win this out. I hope I, is that going to happen for you? Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I guess he could look back on this and he could be like, "Wow, Daddy, I'm so proud of you for <laughs> winning that thing that means absolutely nothing." <laughs> this, to I'm saying historically, historically, Winter. Dave is like, "I don't give a fuck about this. I don't care if I win or I lose." So we were trying to gauge <laughs> yeah, where Dave is tonight. It's true, and I and and it's more so now, given the fact that if I if I win tonight, I'm essentially, you know, if I continue winning, I, I'd have to sign up for doing like ten more of these. Come on. <laughs> That's the thing. So I've already thought this through. If there's some kind of, you know, event or emergency or somebody just gets lame, they can always tag in somebody. But when you tag in somebody, you can't tag back in. So that's how it's going to work here in the Royal Rumble. Dave is in the two spot. But Dave, right after you is a guy who has won an entire tournament. He he won the 1980s, the whole decade of fantasy movie draft. Uh, and he was, I think, the, the, one of the youngest <laughs> people in the whole tournament. Uh, talk about Jay Ledbetter, In Session Film. Jay, what's going on, sir? Oh, yeah, brother. The macho man Jay Ledbetter is here for the Royal Rumble. With each successive pick, your chances to win are going to crumble. It's an audio medium, so don't you dare mumble, brother. I'm here, and I came to win, brother. Let's do this. I'm being set up for failure by being in the first step of a Royal Rumble, but let's get down to business, brother. Here's the thing I appreciate about Jay. He always brings content. You know, he he he. I, I think he wrote a poem one time. He's always you know down to shit talk, and and that's what we love here on Facey Movie Draft because some people, um, I, I know for a fact because we've gotten comments, they drop in and hear us like talking like all smack and like you guys hate each other. It doesn't even sound <laughs> like you like movies, you know? When we're like, no, that's the point. Like even if you like the movie, if someone else drafts it, you got to talk shit about it, right? And then so anyway. Uh, Jay, welcome back, sir. How has been your uh, year of uh, of COVID? I know you're still rolling over there on In Session Film on, on the B Team. Are you, well, they don't call you the B Team. You guys are the better We team. call ourselves the, the better team. team. Yeah. It's uh it's been great, man. I mean, uh no no babies, no anything like that yet. I know a lot of people got bored, had babies, not really uh in the cards for me and my wife quite yet, but uh it's been as good as it can be i guess i've I've noticed a real lack of uh justin winners in my in my earphones over the course of the last year or so but i'm i'm happy you're back i'm happy you invited me back and i always love doing these so i appreciate the invite i'm just saying if you if you didn't get knocked up or knocked somebody else up did you covid right (laughs) it's a fair it's a fair point (laughs) uh people are saying that i saw that segment on cnn and um unfortunately i just can't speak to it yeah, it, it's 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 amazing that like so many of our parents are the product of of you know Nazis trying to invade you know Western Europe, um, <laughs> and and now uh, mo- most of the next generation will be will have a, a virus to thank because we just had nothing better to do. 
I had to bring it down, Dave. Had just to bring. I it did. Down. I did. Um. Yeah. COVID babies. <laughs> There's. That's gonna be a. Gr- that's gonna be a great kids cartoon one day. COVID babies. They make your dreams come true. His his brain has turned to mush. Everyone. He has a oh, newborn at home. Long gone. Uh. No. Uh. So Gerald in the one spot. Dave in the two spot. Jay in the three spot. Who could be in the four spot? Well, I'll tell you who. He he is a fantasy movie draft legend. He's so legendary, he has a hashtag after him, and he's so extra legendary on top of that, that like a Black Mirror episode, he seems to only exist within fantasy movie draft uh, in terms of audio online now. He comes back every now and then. I'm talking about Brian, hashtag shut up, shampoo, shampoo. What's going on, man? What is up? It is good to be back. I've been trapped in your computer for like 14 (laughs) months. It has been awful. I'm so thankful you finally fired up the old program and let the old shampoo bot run wild all over. It's like John Legacy. Jay led better over there. There's this laptop and it wasn't plugged in for all this time. And then we plugged it in and he just jumped out. Uh, just like, hey guys, let's do the 2010 draft. <laughs> still working on Luke. Loved, still working on Luke. I would have loved to have seen the Turin <laughs> test that took place to find out whether shampoo was true AI or not. <laughs> uh, That's a version of Ex Machina I want to see. So uh, you know, Dave brought it down with the COVID, but previously before we started recording, shampoo was just telling us how everything's coming up shampoo in the last year. You've got tons of good news, Brian. What, what's going on with you? Oh, you know, just the the old usual got a promotion, got engaged, bought a house. No kids yet. No no tiny tiny little shampoo maniacs out there. Um and I've yet to merge with my partner into the amorphous parental blob unit, but uh you know, maybe maybe someday we'll unleash them into the world. <laughs> Nice. So uh, I don't know if this is a, a good thing for Shampoo that everything's been going you know so great, and now he's got this draft. Is it going to continue? Uh, we're going to see. We're going to see tonight, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start by saying this being a Royal Rumble, this being a type of tournament that is going to be different, we're going to uh, do things a little bit differently in terms of the intro. We're going to go straight to movies, guys. I am so excited to talk movies. Like I said, I've been on the mic, off the mic for a long time. I've been talking to myself about movies, but tonight we're going to talk about the movies of 2010 because it's time to start officially the 2010's fantasy movie draft, Royal Rumble. No! Hey! What's this lying around shit? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? You guys stink. Sometimes you gotta say, what the fuck? Make your move. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. I want you to play dirty if you have to, but don't get caught. Go for the ribs. Don't let that bastard breathe. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember balance. Make good fight. Keep your heads up. Play proud. All right, right off the start, the biggest rules of fantasy movie draft, and that includes the you know the Royal Rumble that we're starting now, is don't say a name of a title or a title of a movie unless you want that movie. Okay, so don't spoil the movies. Uh, in terms of the year, again, we're we're drafting the the movies of 2010 tonight, and if there's any uh, question about the date of the film, we always look to Google. 
IMDb, uh, and the third one, I forget, uh, Wikipedia. So whatever the year says for the movie on, you know, the best of two out of three of those is the, the date we go for. Sometimes, you know, those are different dates. So, uh, those are the big rules off the start. Um, like I said, 2010 movies. We're doing five rounds tonight, guys. Usually we do short, but this is Royal Rumble. We're going to be going fast and drafting lots of films. Again, let's get started with round one. Uh, because Gerald, again, got picked uh, out of the blue to take the one spot here. I know uh, a lot of years seem to be heavy at the top. Uh, Gerald, why are you so worried about being one uh, in this year in particular? Well, Justin... Um I mean, I'm thankful to be here, uh, to be here. So don't take this the wrong way. But what the fuck, man? Why am I first pick? <laughs> so, so I was telling myself, as long as I don't get first pick, I'm good. And of course, I get first pick. There's three movies from this year that are five star movies for me, top tier. Uh, one of them is in my top 20 films of all time. The other two would probably fall like in my top 50 of all time. Uh, and then it kind of falls off for me. So the reason I didn't want to go first is because I kind of wanted to feel out the rest of the panel here and see kind of what direction they were going in. But I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to be kind of starting that trend as opposed to kind of watching it unfold and kind of, you know, sliding in where I can. So it's just tough, man. I I I, I think I know what I'm going to go with, but it's weird because I just told you that one of the movies from this year is in my top 10 of all time, but I'm not going to take it here. Ooh. And the interesting thing and what sucks is I know that it will definitely be gone before I go again because that's like eight picks from now. But the reason I'm going to take this movie in the first spot is because I feel like it is definitely more of a crowd pleaser. And it is one of my favorite movies from this year for sure. And it, like I said, it would probably be like in my top 50 or so of all time. And it's a five-star movie for me, man. Just so, so good. And I'll talk a little bit more about it if you wish. But my number one pick is Edgar Wright's Scott Pilgrim versus Whoa. the World. Wow. Gerald went right in. This for is my already throat. electric podcasting. <laughs> Start up. All right. There we go, guys. So, there we go. So, Gerald. Gerald's here to make I us had... think about death and get sad and stuff. <laughs> This okay in my eyes, 2010 is a top-heavy year. There and it, on my, I love everyone. Anybody, anytime I talk about my list, everyone makes fun of me. But on my list, there is one like round where I'm like, these would be the movies that would definitely be in this first round. After that, I have no idea. You didn't pick any of that first round of movies, so I'm like, okay, all the rules are off. Again, if anyone's listening to Fancy Movie Draft for the first time. We have no rules about what you can take at any time. I know some people are like, oh, you know, this round is only horror. This round is comedy. You take what you want when you get it. Because at the end, you're going to have five movies. And then the people at home are going to pick who had the best five movies in total for that year. So you picked Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I think that's a little high for me. But why did you pick it here in the one spot? Well, I don't disagree with you. I think it is high as the overall number one pick, but you got to remember this is a snake draft. So by the time I go again, what do we have? Another seven picks, right? So I can't imagine in any universe, no pun intended, that this is going to be left when it comes back around to me. And this movie is just an immersive ball of energy. Just so, it's just so awesome to me. And, and what's crazy about this movie is it gets better with every rewatch. Like I loved it when I saw it initially. And every single time I watch it, I like it more than the time before, which is crazy. And not a lot of movies do that, where they just grow on you like that so much. 
I absolutely love Michael Sarah. He is like a comedic gem to me, and he plays this kind of shy, timid hero in this movie, battling all these evil exes. And don't forget kind of the prophetic nature that Edgar Wright had here, where he the cast involved here. I mean, the cast oh, in this man. movie is fucking crazy. Uh, uh, I mean, absolutely Larson, insane. Chris Evans. Unreal. Yeah, I mean, the movie itself has future Superman, future Captain Marvel, Captain America, so on. Mew, Mary well, Elizabeth is, this Winstead. This is after Brendan Routh was Superman. Oh, after. That's right. I apologize. So... I just kind of like just this it's like you know how there's super groups in music this is like a super cast in movies especially when you're talking about an action movie or a kind of a comic book themed movie and this movie is a comic book come to life man that opening scene with the the credit sequence is one of my favorite opening credit sequences of all time and it really sets up the movie for just this kinetic ball of energy and this comic book come to life uh, you know, I knew this movie would not be available when it came back around to me. I have one movie from this year that I like more, but I think this one will get me more votes, and I love it so, so much. So Scott Pilgrim's my number one pick. It's actually a really good garlic bread. Garlic bread is my favorite food. I could honestly eat it for every meal or just eat it all the time without even stopping. <laughs> you get fat. No, why would I get fat? Bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat? My favorite behind-the-scenes factoid about this movie is that Jason Schwartzman wore women's underwear every single day that he was on set um, with the intention of saying that Gideon would have worn Ramona's underwear as a power move. Wow. I <laughs> well, did not it really know that. shows up in the performance. Yeah, so. It really Yikes. does. <laughs> but Gerald, I think you're right to take this here because you're right. It wouldn't have lasted because this was my number one pick. I have it on my oh, list great. Wow. in parentheses with number one wow. next to it. So, you know what? This was I even, love this movie. I didn't think it, other it people was, loved this movie this much. My, it was also my number one pick. And Holy I was certain cow. It was going to fall to me at four. At four. I was certain Ooh. of it. Okay. I all right. Th- this is this this is definitely a, an amazing film. I love it. It wasn't a hit when it came out. Nobody watched it at the theater, and then of course once it reached video or whatever, you know, everybody's like, "This is great." So I I just think this is one of the ones what I just don't think enough of the the populace. You know, usually we're like, uh, Jay, you can tell what's the Venn diagram. Look, a fantasy movie draft. We love a good Venn diagram. It's <laughs> movies you love and movies that people have seen yes. and love. So you, you got to find that, that center, center part yeah. in there. there and Scott Pilgrim, that's the question. Like, I love this movie. Clearly, everyone on here adores this movie. This is a five-star movie for me. One of the greatest comic book graphic novel adaptations ever. It is a little niche. It's yeah. a little niche. Yeah. We'll All see. Right. All wrong. right. We'll I think the wrong. majority of people who vote on this are people who have movie podcasts. So. And don't and don't forget too, Justin. Don't forget too the filmmaker we're talking about here, Edgar Wright. I mean, this guy has is really. I mean, he's he's won over the public with his filmmaking prowess. I mean, yeah, movies but it like took Shaun time, right? Dead. Because prior uh, did, to yeah. this, he he only he only had he only had Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and the TV series Spaced to point Welcome to, which was all to, niche when so that stuff came. So I married a movie geek's debate of the value of Scott Pilgrim <laughs> versus the world. The other factor here, the other interesting factor with this draft, though, is we're in 2010 now. Niche in 2010 is not the same as niche in 1984. People who listen to movie podcasts now have probably seen the niche movies from 2010. I have the Sex Bobombs on my Amazon Hell music yes. playlist. <laughs> so. and, and, and Justin, I'll take a little bit of solace before we move on to the next pick. I'll take a little bit of solace too that 
two out of the three drafters here said that this was their number one too. So I feel really good about taking it because I mean, you or guys were joking. Subversion. You guys were joking, but I did kind of lose sleep the first night when I found out I was first pick because I'm like, well, I know what I want to take, and that's going to be mentioned any minute now. But I think I should take this, and that's what I did. So we'll we'll see how it pans out. The great thing about fantasy movie drafts, it will shake out in the polls. So we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, round one is the most important round. We'll we'll see how it goes for Gerald uh, taking Scott Pilgrim here. Great film. Um, Dave, you got your first pick here in round one. What, what you got, man? Yeah, I don't need to deliberate on it. I mean, people fighting upside down. You know, getting woken up in falling vans and whatnot. You know, I think people really liked it. I somewhat enjoy the movie, so I'm just going to go with Inception. Yes. It's fine. There you, you know, go. It's an okay movie. There you go. I'm uh, not a big Christopher Nolan fan, but you know, whatever. It, it's I'll his take it. I I think it's his best film. I, you know, I know a lot of I don't know a lot of Batman guys <laughs> will will jump on me about that, but I I think it's his best film. And I haven't even seen it. It 100% yet, is so. his best film. It, it makes uh, ten uh, it's, like, uh, it's definitely uh, more than uh, okay. It's not his best. Yeah, it's not his best film. Yeah, Dunkirk is his best film in my opinion. I'm also a guy who adores Tenet, so what do I know? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Ten, tenet, tenet was trash, and uh, I saw Memento probably just before I saw Inception. So I had years of people hyping Memento for me. So when I saw it, I went like, I mean, it was fine. Yeah, okay. Well, it I, ends where it begins. I get it. That's a thing. I, I know of at least one vote you probably have, Dave, and and that's the uh, Leo Superfan on our podcast. So uh, you think it's an okay movie, but do you think it's it's top yeah, pick material? Obviously. Oh, I mean, when I look at 2010, this is definitely like when I look at movies that, like that I'm going to go back to and watch multiple viewings. This and Scott Pilgrim versus the World are like kind of at the top of that list. Like it's like I'm going to watch that multiple times because there it's I mean while while Inception's deep and stuff like that, there is an element of action and and visual uh storytelling where it's like I can just kind of shut my brain off and watch it or I can go the other way and I can just dive right into, you know, this entire strange tale that's being told to you so um but between this and scott pilgrim versus the world i'd rather have scott pilgrim i'm not gonna lie hold your head up high gerald but thank you thank you uh, i i still i i still enjoy the hell out of inception you know i still like i remember that that scene where he's where he's talking um where 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 he's kind of like explaining everything and they're just walking through the city and it's doing that that thing that Doctor Strange stole where like the whole city is like turning and stuff like that it was just so fucking cool and it's not like you'd seen anything like that in film prior prior to this at least in in big budget blockbuster film prior to this yeah you know with Christopher Nolan and actually Jay is on my show this week as we're sitting here and we talked about Memento because it came up on an episode that we did and what I mentioned about Inception and and even furthermore with Tenet which I wasn't a huge fan of is that Christopher Nolan I feel like with Inception is when he kind of crossed the line into more of the visual effects and action standpoint as opposed to dealing with the personal connections and the interrelationships in the movie among the characters so I, I like Inception but and it is in my top five of my board here that I have, but it's not anywhere close to my favorite Nolan movie. Cause I feel like it's lacking in the relationships between the characters 
as much as some of the movies we saw before this from his catalog. Look, uh, gun to my head, if I had to pick a favorite Nolan movie, it's it's honestly Interstellar, and most people would hate me for that. Wow, think that ending is trash, but I absolutely bad love, takes I are flying today. Story. But and I, I love I love stories about space. I'm a huge space nerd, so um, I get I get I'll, really into it. And I, I especially love that scene where uh, where McConaughey is crying. I liked it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Inception is one of those films that made a lot of money at the box office, and you know, uh, a lot of critics loved it. So, it had- and it's got JGL, baby, JGL, and one of the best scores of all time. So, uh, I think it's a great pick. Yeah, because uh, you can actually hear this movie. You know, the score didn't drown out the dialogue in this movie, unlike Tenet and Dunkirk uh, and a lot of other Nolan movies. Tenet and Dunkirk rock. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Dunkirk honestly has some of the best scoring of any movie of the past 25 years damn i mean a lot of dunkirk love here all right guys yeah dunkirk is his best best movie cool down cool down jay's got his first (laughs) pick here right after uh inception uh jay what you got man i love being able to get the best movie of the year with the number three pick and the best movie of the year is the social network ah there we go now we're going Uh, so we did we did a whole david fincher movie series on my podcast last year and I think he's one of the best directors of his generation. And I think this is, there's an argument to be made that this is his best movie. And I think in the eyes of kind of the public over the last decade or so, this movie has only gone up in everybody's estimation as sort of like this, this prophecy. I think it's really a generation defining kind of movie about how we view uh, the people that are close to us, how we view success in the modern lens. Um, And it's also just a hella entertaining movie. David Fincher is the best at, towing that line of pop entertainment and thoughtful commentary. Um, and Jesse Eisenberg's lead performance here out of this world. Good. Talk about a great score. This was the score that actually won the Oscar that year. And I think deserved the Oscar for best score that year from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, just a across the board, pretty much perfect movie social network. So glad I could get it at three. Hey, you know what? Settle an argument for us. I say it's time to start making money from the Facebook, but Mark doesn't want to advertise. Who's right? Neither of you yet. The Facebook is cool. That's what it's got going for. Yeah. You don't want to ruin it with ads because ads aren't cool. Exactly. It's like you're throwing the greatest party on campus and someone saying it's got to be over by 11. That's exactly right. You don't even know what the thing is yet. Exactly. How big it can get, how far it can go. This is no time to take your chips down. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? You? A billion dollars. Yeah, this is my number one. This is the one I was referring to at the top, which might not be a surprise to anyone that knows me personally. I love this movie. It's It made my number one movie of the decade that we did uh, last year with Paul from The Countdown and a couple other peeps. And one thing I'll mention about this movie that Jay didn't touch on is Andrew Garfield. I mean, this really introduced the world to him. And that performance, in my mind, is one of the greatest supporting actor performances turned in in the last 20 years. Uh, just such a torturous, timid performance that was just just blew me away, and I've loved him ever since, including in Spider Man. <laughs> I love Andrew Garfield, so I love this movie. This is easily my favorite movie from this year, but I felt like Scott Pilgrim would get me a few more votes. So Jay, wow. great pick, man. I love this movie. I think you could happy to have Gerald's movie. vote at least. And so, yeah, you got my vote. Other, you guys technically the best movie of the year. You guys need to stop talking about other drafters having your votes for stuff. Like you guys are supposed to be <laughs> fighting, not you know, rubbing each other's balls and stuff. Appar- like, apparently, I'm I'm just like, oh god, you guys, I just love your picks. I love them so much. I just think you know what? I just think the cultural. I just want to wear all your picks just just on my face, down my neck. 
Yeah. I was about to say. Arcing ropes of your picks. The cultural <laughs> relevance for this movie alone is just like, I was like, it's either this or Inception, number one. It has to be. So, yeah, yeah but and when's the sequel so coming? Well when's too. that coming? Like, think about Jeez. where Facebook Facebook was in 2010 versus where Facebook is now. It's night and day, and they were already pretty big in 2010. Wow. Yeah. I think it's a great pick. It might have been the steal of the draft. We'll see uh, how that uh, shakes out. Shampoo, you got the last pick in round one, your first pick of the draft. What are you going with, man? Man, I am in a really weird position. Um, So... When I said Scott Pilgrim was my number one, it was largely because I was pretty sure it was going to fall to me at number four. <laughs> so actually, my my number one was The Social Network. So I guess I'll I'll go on to my number two, um, which is arguably my favorite, um, Scorsese, and that's uh, Shutter Island. Ooh. Wow, let me, let I me do say, love that movie. Yeah, let me say this. There's a lot of people that don't like Shutter Island, and every time someone says that to me, I'm like, what? Yeah, I like, never yeah, understood that. Same, I have heard a yeah. lot of people say it's not, it's, oh, it's not that good. And stuff. Or I, knew, I, I think, I I think th- people just don't like the ending. I think like the yeah. ending was just like... I, Everybody's I, I like, I knew the like trick. That's why I don't bad. like it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. man. So yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's one of, the, one of the greatest twists Um of, of any movie that I've seen, I, I I genuinely did not see it coming. Whenever I saw it, granted, I was I was in my early twenties and didn't know didn't know anything about movies at the time when I saw it in theaters. But it left a really long lasting impact on me, and it was probably the first time I saw Leo in a movie and saw him as more than just the boy from Titanic. And <laughs> as what's as your mouth? A, a boy of my age. Um, Leo was a bit of a thorn in my side because that's what all the girls wanted that I was chasing after when I was a, a prepubescent boy. So shampoo, you're not so, Leo. You're not Leo. <laughs> no, I am very much not. But Leo. look at shampoo now. <laughs> yeah, he's got, his, he's got his pedo stash. Oh, he's got a new house. Dave. Hey now, hey now. I shaved off my mustache. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I mean, let, let's uh, let's talk about how 2010 was all like. What a Leo flex of a year yeah, for him. It was it was right in the middle of of his uh turn of the decade run where he was just in hit after hit. Now yeah. this one was kind of critically divisive at the time when it came out, but I think it's aged well. I just have this image of shampoo moving into his house and the HOA is saying, You have to shave that mustache or you're we're gonna force you to register <laughs> and go door to door. <laughs> One thing about Shutter Island, I'll say, I love this movie too, and I didn't see the twist coming either, Shampoo, so it's always more fulfilling when it kind of takes you by surprise, and it did. But I think, I, I don't know, of course, because I'm not one of those, I'm not on that side of the argument, but people that kind of hate against this movie, this is a little less Scorsese-esque than a lot of his other catalog. This one in Cape Fear, I often point to, as kind of being outliers, he's kind of like suspense thrillers. Uh, and he, nah, he did, that's he, so he does overrated. Really he does so much that. more than mob it's, it's films or whatever. He did Age of Innocence, After Hours. He's done everything, yeah. but he really say, has yeah, I mean, done everything. He was like the, painted with every color of the rainbow. Like, yeah, he's done, yeah, done it all. Like yeah, was like, yeah, no, but he made Goodfellas and Casino, so all of his movies are pretty much the same. Popular as the mob ones. I said I'm not on that side of the argument, guys. I said that's probably where people are coming from. Well, Gerald, you're talking like a real duly appointed federal marshal here, so I'm going to need you to chill out. One at a time. One at a time. So, um, 
no, Shutter Island. I, I think it's a, a great, great pick here. Um, hey, like can I, I said, ask why Mark Ruffalo never gets any love for this movie? Because you know Ruffalo's what, awesome I was now. about to say that because Mark the Ruffalo first t- deserves all of the ru- all of the love always. It's, he is a national treasure, and we as a nation need to respect him more. It's got to be tricky, you know, selling what he has to sell in that movie, and especially when you watch it back a second time, you're like, oh, like it's like he's the Bob Hoskins of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Everybody's like, oh, Roger Rabbit. But oh, like, good call, Bob Hoskins. Damn, have you seen what Bob Hoskins <laughs> is doing in that movie? Bob Same- Hoskins had to film every scene twice, <laughs> and sometimes he was acting against literally nothing. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, Ruffalo all day long. So uh, Shutter Island to round out round one, which means it's time for round two. And Shampoo gets another pick right off of that. Shampoo, what you got? Um, So I am going to go with my number three pick, which is still on the board. And that is my second favorite Cohen movie behind A Serious Man. And that's True Grit. which is probably my favorite uh, Western any time in the past 20, 25 years. That movie is incredible. It's mighty bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. Oh. <laughs> Shampoo <laughs> is stealing kind of like my my second-tier second sleepers here that I wanted to pick. He's Scorsese cool and Cohen already, yeah. Shampoo. Film Twitter is already, you know... Uh, you know, everybody's like, Shampoo has, has got it tonight. Shampoo, why, why here in round two? Um, because it's there. Um, I thought I was going to be picking between some of the more fluffier films of the year. Um, so I'm, I'm just happy that it's still on the board. Um, I know my, my fiance's brother often cites this as his favorite movie, bar none. Um, which I honestly can't fault him for. I also like to pretend that the original, uh, the John Wayne version just doesn't exist, and this is the only adaptation of the novel, um, and none of you can convince me otherwise. Uh, how good is how good is Haley Steinfeld in that though, guys? Wow, she's great. Yeah. For, for Jeff Bridges to to knock it out of the park, you know, in the shadow it's, of John Wayne, it's it's probably the best movie of all time that won zero Academy Awards. Fill your That's bold talk that I cannot dispute on the spot. Although I, I would, I'll, I'll put a post-it note on that one and check later. But yeah, I think it, I think it got nominated for like ten or eleven, and it came. Well, away the, with the it. original one best. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, for, I don't know if for one John best Wayne. Picture, but yeah, yeah, one for John Wayne. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, I think Matt Damon is so funny in that movie. Oh, Matt mm-hmm. Damon's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not much controversy here. Uh, in the fantasy movie draft so far, we got True Grit here in round two for Brian, and that means Jay's got his second pick after taking Social Network. What do you got, Jay? Cannot believe I'm getting this with the sixth pick in the draft, but it's it's number two on my big board, so I'm getting my top two here. Toy Story three, guys. How has this not been picked yet? Oh, I mean, what man. what what because an incredible you get me, movie! <laughs> I, I, I've been saving up all my tears. Just go ahead and talk about Toy Story three, Jay. What a tearjerker. I'll never forget going to this movie with my mom in 2010. This was actually the year that I was going away to college, much like Andy in Toy Story. And my mom bawled her freaking eyes out sitting next to me in that movie theater. 
And, you know, even beyond that, it's just a fantastic send off for all of these characters, which obviously they, you know, brought it back later and to pretty good results. But this was the true send off the finale. There was just such a huge bump up in the quality of the animation in this movie. Uh, they go to so many different settings in the film. It's so funny. The scenes in the daycare where they are staged like Saving Private Ryan war scenes are like so funny. Um, just a really great culmination of one of the best trilogies ever. I don't know if this is the right take, but best Toy Story, in my opinion, Toy Story three guys. 100%. I agree. Hit me in the hundred percent. It, it hits you in the feels the hardest. Like I was hair my fucking heart. I remember them, like accept death yeah. together. Get the fuck. Out. I remember it, being si- sitting in the theater here in L.A. watching Toy Story three, and it got to that incinerator, uh, the the scene at the end. And I was like, I, I like stepped out of my body. I'm like, there's a lot of kids here. They're gonna fucking freak out. That is this like how heart wrenching that that whole sequence. And, and to do that in a you know a film when it's like I'm surrounded by two year olds. I was like, you know, Pixar's got some balls sometimes. They really but, swing for the but fences. But I love I love how Toy Story's like aged with me, right? Like you know the the first ones about like about like discovery and stuff like that, and acceptance and friendship, and the second one. Uh, whatever it's not really much about anything except for keeping woody around it doesn't have much of a message but the third one like it's it's about growing up it's about letting go um and it's about becoming an adult and then we get to the fourth one it's about like fucking retirement and living for yourself and i was like man this movie just aged with me like all these movies just just went right with me that's where i am right now i just want to retire i don't want to do this anymore I I'm hugely <laughs> I impressed. Get, I'm hugely impressed and worried about uh, the three of you guys because Jay has social network and Toy Story three to start off with. Great, he, just rip roaring. He start. picked three. He picked third. That doesn't even make sense. Maybe it's me. Like I said, maybe I'm underestimating the power of Scott Pilgrim, a movie that I love, by the way. But I always, uh, you know, associated with like, you know, it's me and film Twitter, and then people that like some comic books and video, but not like. My mom doesn't know what Scott Pilgrim is, or you know, some other people don't even know. Well, about she that should, Justin. <laughs> Can you introduce that to her? I mean, it's quarantine. What else are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, like I said, Jay's got Social Network, Toy Story three, which means Dave, you got your second pick after Inception. What are you going with, man? Yeah, man, it's an embarrassing uh, amount of riches if you're from Bastin. Uh, there's a couple Bastin movies still on the list here, but I'm gonna take The Fighter. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I look. I've always been drawn to boxing movies. I, I, I like uh, Mark Wahlberg for 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 what he is. Uh, but I really, really, really love Christian Bale in this movie. I fucking, I fucking love him, dude. Like even even skinny crackhead Christian Bale is just like when he's on screen, like you're just drawn to him. I just love Dicky, like the the character of Dicky and the way he plays him and everything like that. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like this movie. I like sports movies. I like boxing movies, and this one had a lot of heart. You know, it had a lot of like that uh, of what made Rocky rocky and you know it, doing it here and stuff like that based on a true story and it's uh you know it, it got its academy nods and everything like that and i i really enjoyed it there's probably some films on here that are better but when i look at them i'm like would i rather watch that or would i rather watch the fighter again i'm like yeah i'd rather watch the fighter again just saw the fighter uh up on hulu what does everyone think about the fighter here in round two great I've movie never seen it um, oh, but i wow. do know that mark Wahlberg built a full-size boxing ring in his house to get ready for it yeah dude dude was not so like he he really he really went for it uh that was the one amy adams 
I believe, yes. won the mm-hmm. Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress of that film, a, a David O. Russell film. No, um, no, no. Amy Adams has never won an Academy Award. She was nominated. Oh, Bale, she was nominated. Won. Bale won for that. Bale, Bale, Bale won. won. Bale was the one that won for this. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, though, he won for Best Weight Loss because he lost like 85 pounds or something like that for that role. It was yeah, crazy. but he did he, he did worse when he did The Machinist. So yeah. I, think, oh, I think yeah, I think I heard sure. an interview one time with Bale where he says like, he thinks that acting is such like a pathetic job that he feels like he has to gain and lose weight so that he feels like he's earning his money. I think that's a, like a mentality that he actually <laughs> has. I mean, I believe it's Welsh. Welsh people are, are kind of nuts. He'll go from that to uh, um, uh, doing the Cheney movie or whatever and then bulking up for Batman and doing the machinist and stuff. It's his thing. I don't know. We, he loves it. Yeah. Um, fighter grossed uh, 129 million so it was a you know critical hit uh box office melissa leo also good in that film uh good pick dave here in round two the fighter which means gerald we've finally gotten a round back to you eight picks later after taking scott pilgrim with the first pick of the draft what do you got man i've already had two beers since the last time i picked (laughs) (laughs) all right hold slow Uh, down buddy slow down um, we got five rounds to go well, you know, I was like hoping somebody was going to be scared to take the animated pick and I was going to take Toy Story here, but good on Jay for taking that. So you know what I'm going to do, man? I just actually had the pleasure a couple months ago over on my Patreon of watching all the Harry Potter films for the very first time, and I absolutely loved them. I came to them super late, obviously, but the Deathly Hallows part one came out this year, so I'm going to take that next. This is my most hated Harry Potter film. Uh, I like it. I like it, and I'll what tell is, you what, what a tease of a film, one. Gerald. What a tease of a film that you have picked. No, I mean it's it's always good to grab the franchises if you can. So why you you just recently picked watch this one? What do you think? Yeah, well, I I was going to say I love I love this movie. This is one of my favorites in the series, and I watched them all back to back, and I had never seen any of them before. And this is probably my third favorite of the series. But what I love about this movie, and you know, I'm re- I'm going on memory from a couple months ago because I've only seen it the one time, but Voldemort's really showcasing this movie, and I love the villainy of of Voldemort. Such an iconic villain in lore and cinematic history, and he really is put on display here. That one scene, the beginning of the movie, the opening act of the movie is him at this like dinner table, basically saying, "Like, look, guys, I want to hunt down this kid and kill him, and you guys are going to do it for me." (laughs) It's this whole scene, you know. He's just a really evil bastard, and Ralph Fiennes does an amazing job in, in that role. Uh, there's a lot of things I take away from this movie that I really enjoy. I like the effects of all the different uh, Harrys where everybody kind of turns himself into Harry to like uh, t- for for a ruse so that Voldemort won't be able to find him. There's a lot of really cool effects. And it, it's, it's a relationship story, a friendship story, too, built in there. There's a lot of memorable scenes that come out of this movie. And I mean, and it's Harry, about it's Harry Potter out with Toy Story 3, Dolby. Yeah. Getting it, get, getting it. Oh, in the end. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that spoiler. three brothers sequence in that movie is one of the best sequences in any Harry Potter movie, too. That's a, I, I like this movie. They're, oh, I love, they, I love that animated too. sequence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it too. And it's Harry Potter. I mean, you know, this is the only Harry Potter movie Money that came in out in 2010, guys. Spoiler, spoiler alert. So, um, <laughs> I love the series, and this is representative of the series in 2010. So. It was either going to be now or next at third, but I mean, you know, I wanted to get a Harry Potter on my list. So, all right, um, yeah, like I said, franchise movie Harry Potter here in 2010, not a bad move. Uh, but guys, it's time for round three, and Joe gets another pick right off of that. Everything's coming up, Gerald. Right, right now in the draft, Gerald. What do you got, man? 
Man, I don't know. Does anybody want to pick for me? <laughs> um, There's a lot of okay. great ones left. There's not a lot of like I said. Once we, on my list, once you got past the the first round, there's there's a lot of great movies left, but they're not obvious. Like you know, this is going to be a solid pick and win your draft. The, the home runs are gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm noticing that as well. Well, you know, there's literally three different um, horror movies or in the horror realm that I love pretty equally here. So I'm trying to think of which one would be the fan favorite and would get the most votes. And, um, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with kind of an underground movie that I love so much that I know gets a lot of love in the community. And I just I worry that it's underseen. I'm worried that you're picking underground movies in round three, Gerald. Yeah, I know, I know, man. Gerald, don't, I think that sounds like a really good pick. Don't try to influence that man. God <laughs> damn it, guys. Um, you know what? Illusion. <laughs> in round three, I'll be able to say I chose with my heart from the three horror, if you will, movies that are on my radar. But I'm going to go Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Wow. Holy crap. Jeez, yep. you're going for the long titles, Gerald. I kind of yeah, hate you I, right I, now. I was saving that for round four if I needed it, round five. But That's what I'm going to do, guys. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, in my opinion, um, I'll let you guys mention whatever you want to mention, but one of the better horror comedies, I feel like. This is such a funny movie. Like I feel like this is a, a, a comedy first and a horror second, which is quite a feat if you really think about it. But Alan Tudyk in this movie is a goddamn gem. And there's just these hillbillies kind of fumbling through their fate. And what's really cool about this movie, too, is, and I've mentioned this on my show before, but there's a lot of, like, really cool kill scenes. But what's funny is, like, they're not kill scenes. They're, like, accidental death scenes. (laughs) And these people just kind of accidentally keep falling into their own deaths. Um, And it's just really funny to me. I crack up laughing, and I love it as a horror fan, too. So... I think if any horror fans are out there, I'm probably going to get a couple votes. But Tucker and Dale versus Evil, man, that's it for me. I love this movie so, so much. Well, Gerald, your uh, your schedule is free for the next year. <laughs> so you, you don't have to worry about any any recording sessions. No, man, that's hurtful. <laughs> don't you, you might be right. But don't you have a new, no, like, I mean, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a really fun way to spend 90 minutes. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it is a, a solid film. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's got a ton of fun kills. I mean, I, I love the bees. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's a great it's, entry in the horror genre, and I respect the hell out of you for going with your heart, <laughs> but I think like 85 people have seen that movie. Uh, no, yeah. That's what I, I mean, was actually fearful of. It is of, forever yeah. on Netflix, though, so you yeah. can check it out now. Yeah, and then, go I guess, watch go it right now Gerald. if you haven't seen it. It's really good. <laughs> I just watched it in October before Halloween. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, Gerald, uh, He's taking a run on versus movies. He's got Scott Pilgrim versus the world and Tucker and Dale. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know about Gerald. I think, it, you know, it could have been a, a round five pick, but like, a, I don't think any of these guys would have picked it and you would have been okay. Yeah, I, that's definitely would have been. I mean, the only thing is I was just worried about not necessarily when these guys would have taken it, but just. You Even wor- as I'm sitting here looking at it, I just feel like it's underseen. So there are there are some movies know. that you like that you you really hold very fondly, and you're like, I want to make yeah. sure that I get this, and you reach maybe two rounds early. Yeah. That's what you're we right. got here. I say, Gerald, I, I, respect I you for going with your your list. heart, man. <laughs> I just know that I just know they're still going to be there. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, uh, Gerald, doing great PR for Tucker and Dale here in round three. Dave, you got your round three pick. What do you got, man? 
Yeah, I mean, I might ca- I might catch the same amount of flack that Gerald just caught because I, I'm I'm also going with a horror movie. Um, this is probably one of my most watched horror movies uh, of of the 2010s. It spawned a, a ton of sequels. Um, I don't think any of the sequels ever quite reached the height and and it quite had the same level of of I don't, I don't know quality to them that that the original one did. But I am going with Insidious. Your son isn't in a coma. Falling off a ladder had nothing to do with this. His physical body is here, but his spiritual body is not. And the reason these disturbances, they followed you to a new home, is because it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. Yeah, I considered it. That's that's one of the three I was mentioning as well. Yeah, I'm going with Insidious. You guys are going to go on a run of... uh horror movies right now is that what you're gonna do um, yeah, no, i mean i was looking at the horror genre for for, for this round and this is one like if it, I, I look at the other horror movies on my list and i'm like yeah you know what out of all of them this is the one i've probably seen the most this is the one i probably like the most sure there's there's definitely some 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 oscar Beatty shit left here on this list but if you know that's not me that's that's not my shit. I, I, I do like Insidious. I love the lipstick demon. Uh, I, I, I love the ending of this movie. And if you listen to Super Movie Bros, you know that I would 100% drop to my knees for Patrick Wilson anytime. Uh, what does everyone think about Insidious in round three? Uh, it's a reach, is my thought. Anyway, Dave, Insidious here. So this is your, your favorite horror film of the year, 2010, Dave. I don't know if it's my favorite. I just said it's the one I've probably watched the most, uh, that I enjoy watching the most. doesn't mean it's my favorite. You got Inception, Insidious, here in round three, which means Jay has his round three pick. Jay, what you got, man? Uh, again, really pleased with how this has fallen the last couple picks. I'm going with, I am a huge Michael Mann fan. Uh, love the, the oeuvre of Michael Mann, the Michael Mann vibes, and... That will also apply to movies that try to knock off Michael Mann. So I am going with 2010's Best Michael Mann Knockoff, featuring a shootout at Fenway Pack, The Town, directed by Ben Affleck, a movie that I think is really, really fun and uh, pretty underrated, I think, really. And, and Affleck really figured out how to shoot a damn action sequence in this movie and also gives a great lead performance. Um, love this movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. I just didn't want to pick two Bastin movies. <laughs> would would you have picked this if this would have came back, Dave? W- w- if this came back, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This th- this is probably I'd... where I was going. I thought like it would go a-, a little bit longer before it got picked. Um, I honestly thought that I th- there's another movie that that's on my list that I really thought had had Jay Ledbetter written all over it. So uh oh, um, maybe he'll take it before it gets back to me. Was it? Was everyone else think about uh, Affleck and and the town? I love Affleck as a director. This is oh a shit. Cool. Gerald's still here. Joe's back. I'm 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 here, man. I'm here. <laughs> this is sorry. My baby was. I thought my baby was awake, but it was. Oh a false my alarm. god! He shook his baby to death. <laughs> Jesus, it just was a for false the draft. <laughs> um, you know, I think Ben Affleck is a great director. I love everything he directs, and this is an awesome movie. It was in my top five heist movies. Actually, uh, I I love this film. The opening sequence with the nun masks. I just I love it. I can revisit this movie. It's just great action. It's very similar. I put it in the same category as like Point Break. It's like up there for me with that that type of film where I can just watch and, it over and over again. And man, go, go watch it before Jeremy uh, Renner gets canceled. So mm. uh, approaching fast. Great, great cast. Blake Lively, of course. Uh, Rebecca Hall, 
love Rebecca Hall. Ham was in this. Chris Cooper, Pete Postlewaite. I mean, hell of a cast for Ben Affleck here in the town. So Jay's just a guy. good ass action flick is all it is. Just yeah. good. Uh, solid round three pick. Shampoo, you got your uh, third pick here. Uh, what you got, man? Um, so I guess I'm just gonna continue my run of critically praised Oscar Beatty movie and go with Black Swan. we go that's the other one i was thinking about shampoo grabbing grabbing all those directors uh why black swan here in three shampoo um it's a pretty good movie um it's uh it's pretty good it's a pretty good movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, um, Gerald, no, I, I don't know uh, natalie portman is is really solid um according to my fiance who is a ballet dancer her dancing is fine uh, yeah, I was told the same thing good. by my wife, who was a dancer. She said her dancing is not good in this. Yeah, they were. She was like, it looks like she she trained for a few months and she does some of the moves passably, but largely but, she's hey man, she's one fine. of the most memorable girl on girl kisses in 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 films since uh, since what what you know what what were some of the other ones? Uh, Cruel Intentions and uh, Wild Things. So yep. well, you yeah, know what? We were talking I take about it all her, back. Her, you're her you're right, masterpiece. Sorry. Uh, and Dave comes in with that. So, Mila Kunis, yeah. Uh, solid film, solid film, Black Swan. I love that all yeah, our... I sig- really thought that this movie was going to launch uh, Mia Kunis and it's like some 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 different type of career, except like, yeah, I really thought that she was going to be in, in more films like this a- after this movie came out, because I thought she was, I thought she was, you know, really good in it, but then, you She's know, She's largely just doing like, uh, like whiskey commercials now, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and and then the bad mom, bad mom. Uh, she was in a Cheetos Super Bowl commercial. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wasn't she in moving, American moving Psycho into the, the non-alcoholic commercial? Yeah, I think that's, American that's Psycho Two was uh, a lot earlier on in the aughts, though. <laughs> she was in that uh, Wizard of Oz movie with from Sam Raimi that oh, was a great yeah. disaster. Uh, excuse crash. me, Jupiter Ascending. Hello. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, her career's not going great, and I rewatched this movie four or five months ago and think it is. Okay. Uh, it did not hold up for me on a rewatch, but um, it, it's definitely a good pick. A lot of people really like it. I think yeah, Aronofsky I, is a little bit of a hack, but whatever. I saw it It seemed pretty good. It was probably one of the first like critically praised movies that I saw um, that started getting me to see you know, non-tentpole movies in my early 20s. And that so that had a little bit of a lasting influence on me. Big fan of Natalie Portman in general. She's kind of the best. Uh, also, National Treasure. Put her up there with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> um, but yeah, largely it's it's just because it's there. People like it. Playing the playing the strategy. Wow. I guess. I'm still thinking about Jay calling Aronofsky a hack, man. Holy cow! Yeah, the Wrestler too. is a masterpiece. The rest of his yeah. stuff, I think, is very one note. But like what other exclamation uh, point? Oh. oh. 
Don't get me started on mother exclamation point. I would love to get you started on that. I I feel like I've been I feel like I've been living the last thirty minutes of mother the last year. That that movie's fucking bonkers. The scene of Kristen Wiig walking down the room shooting people in the head. That's been the last thirteen months. Crazy, crazy film. Black Swan here in round three. Shampoo, you got a round four pick. We're starting round four. What do you got, man? I'm gonna take a hard pivot and go aggressively in the opposite direction from my previous three picks, and I'm going to take Get Him to the Greek. Wow. That you know, is I didn't a hard put pivot. this on my list because I thought us and the rest of the world had collectively, you know, completely forgot about uh, I, I, Russell Brand. There we go. Yeah, yeah th- that's fair. I I firmly believe <laughs> That's fair. The, I know a lot of people the, hate him. <laughs> it's, it's the only good thing he ever did in his career, and I think the movie is good in spite of him, not because of him. Um, honestly, my favorite part of that movie is P. Diddy. Like, how many... Dave, tell me, how many kookaroos you own? How many kookaroos you own? Because Shampoo owned 13 kookaroos. Shampoo's gonna be just fine. <laughs> I have no idea what he's saying. Does anybody understand? It's a line from the movie. I yeah, love that it's a movie. line from a movie that no one remembers because nobody remembers the movie. It's like, oh it's, no, I remember them all taking ecstasy and touching and touching the the the, yeah. the, the fuzzy wall, and it, P Diddy is in it. I remember P Diddy being has, funny in the movie. That's what I remember. Has the best fake soundtrack of any movie I've ever seen. I listened to that unironically for like a year after I saw the movie. Shampoo, this is truly your first bad pick. Like I, I was so proud of you to go from Shutter Island to True Grit to Black Swan to get him to the Greek. There is Look, man. There's about I am who he, I am. There's a couple Here's comedies that I are have, much much better than this. I don't. Still I don't waiting. have to win. I just got to be in the top two. <laughs> Gerald's. Doing I have the 26 hard work for movies me. on my list, and while Black Swan's not on there because that's a personal one for me, that's there's nothing against Shampoo taking Black Swan, but get him to the Greek was like even if I stretched this to 30 movies on my list, it wouldn't have been on there. Yeah, man. I don't know, Shampoo. I don't know. <laughs> hey, when the world gives you a Jeffrey, stroke the furry walls. <laughs> who uh, who directed... See, I get, get that reference because I watched this movie. You were going directors. Who who directed Get Him to the Greek? I honestly Pop have quiz. no idea. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You don't even know. Uh, no, no. this is not a movie where you you want to know everything. Like, I need to know who made this movie. No, I am 90% sure that it is produced by Judd Apatow, though. So It was a spinoff, right? It was a spinoff of the, the other it was the same. It was the same guy who yeah, did Forgetting, uh, Sarah, forgetting Marshall. Sarah Marshall. It was yeah. a Nicholas yeah, Stoller. Yeah, Nicholas Stoller. It was, it was far not better film. a sequel to Forgetting Sarah Marshall, um, because nothing nothing that happened in Forgetting Sarah Marshall has any bearing on this movie. No, it's the same it's, character. It's a it's a spinoff because yeah. uh, Russell Brand's characters in both. Movies. Right, right, but but it, Jonah, but, uh, also Jonah Hill in was movies, in Forgetting but, Sarah yeah. Marshall, and it's not the same character here. I think he's a waiter in Forgetting Sarah yeah. Marshall or something. Yeah, he is, and he keeps trying to get him to listen to his... Forgetting Sarah Marshall is just a funnier movie than this one is. I'm t- there, I said it. I mean, it, anyway, has, it has the look, whole look, vampire puppet musical. We're talking about musical. 2010 here. It's not, uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, not a laundry list of great movies. Th- there's some... There's some... There's an amazing comedy ones. that you could have picked <laughs> There's better ones, though. We're, for sure. Thank God this is not your last picture, but that's all I'll say. Jay, you got your round four pick. Uh, what do you got, man? All right, I I'm trying to decide if this is going to tank my draft, but I honestly think my draft is going very well so far, and so I'm just going to go with my favorite comedy of this year by a country mile. I feel like people have really come around to this movie; it's become a real cult classic. I'm taking MacGruber. See, 
There you go. Oh. That's what I was saying. Oh. That's the exact no. movie I was talking about. No. There you go, Jay. Literally my, next, literally my next pick. MacGruber is an incredible movie. An incredible movie. So One of funny. the great comedic performances by Will Forte as MacGruber. And it has that Lonely Island sensibility that has kind of like taken over the comedy world. Um, this This really is like one of my favorite comedies of the last 10, 15, 20 years. I think it's so funny. The problem with this movie was that it came out in 2010 and it didn't come out in 2019. Exactly. With this movie. Um, you know, it, it definitely has that type of comedy sensibility. But if you want to check out something that came out that, that is like that, you got to watch uh, Pop Star Never Stop. Never yes. Stop yeah. Pop yeah. Star. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. Yes. yeah. Fucking hilarious. It's the same type of humor. It's the same type. Same, of, same director, same I believe. Humor, but better. Yeah. Same. But better. Same producer. <laughs> so, so to use, to use great, a, a comparison. I, uh, I would have taken is this. the forgetting Sarah Marshall to to get him to the Greeks. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Hashtag you, shut up. Look, dude, Hashtag you, shut you up, can Jim. try same, to make get him to the same, Greek work all you thing. want. It ain't gonna happen. Same thing. I mean, that's why I was so disappointed. Terrible. I was like, shampoo. MacGruber is on the board, and you're picking get him to the Greek. You sh- no stop. No. No, I would. MacGruber is so funny. The scene where they get all the wrestlers together in the car, get the team together, incredible. The sex scene, the sex scene alone. But it's all right. I'm I'm tanking my draft soon, so we could just <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys! Uh, <laughs> it's over, guys. It's going off the rails. There's there's five rounds, guys. Again, the the top two vote getters advance to 2011. This is big stuff. Dave, are you going to tank your round now? So, like I said, yeah, yeah I am. I go am. go ahead with now. your round four pick. What do you got? I'm doing it now, man. Um, I'm 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 going with one that you know I. I absolutely love, and I'm not sure if everybody else loves it. I know it's one of those movies that it's like, it's cult. Uh, you know, it's got it's got Rain Wilson. You know, it, and it, it was directed by the guy who did oh, wow. of the Galaxy. So wow! I'm oh my god! Super. Yes. Because yeah, I absolutely love this movie. I think James Gunn's like sensibility, like in in writing, is. It's fantastic. He's definitely a better writer than he is a director. Um, but Super was was just this. Like I remember seeing it and being like, I can't believe like this movie with this premise that is very similar um, to another movie that I'm not going to name. Um, you know, takes it in such this weird direction about mental health, and uh, it, it's truly shocking at some points. Like right? we're like, you're really on Rain Wilson's side, and there's a moment where a guy cuts in line and he uses a wrench and he bashes the guy in the fucking head with it and he starts bleeding and like yeah that movie gets it's pretty the moment hardcore. where it's like yeah. yeah i almost stopped having fun with this character and i was like no he needs to get some fucking help shut up crime <laughs> it was weirdly yeah. a commentary on superhero movies before super i mean they were still popular then but they're nothing like they are now and they were really yeah. oh, kind of yeah, a pushback sure. on that yeah for sure uh, and but i mean i absolutely i absolutely loved it and, and it floored me when i watched it and like previously to this like james gunn did slither which you know if you're a horror fan slither's fantastic excellent um it's it's not for everybody believe me i know that but so the problem with super is that it was marketed in a way that was trying to capture the superhero right. crowd it was marketed, instead of but instead of being honest about the it was marketed as a superhero movie starring dwight from the office right but it was it was it was marketed like another movie that i can't name um but you know that that came out in the same year but it 
it, it was something completely different. And the reason like I'm hesitant to pick it is because I know this is a movie that's probably largely been forgotten. Right, like I, I know if people see it, they might not even recognize if they just see the name Super on that's, my list. That's your problem. They're not I was going about to, to say recognize. There's, there's two movies that. that have been drafted that I, I, I probably the least popular draft. That's Tucker and Dale, and this. At least yeah. Tucker like, Dale. That's a, a title. People are like, oh, I've heard people like that movie. You know, I haven't seen it yeah, myself. But, but Justin, Justin, I, I just had a kid. I don't need to be here next time. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it in my life. It's all, right. all part of your plan. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's going to be some kind of like thing where people are like, "Oh, Dave wants to leave. Fuck Dave. We're voting for Dave, so he has to do this every <laughs> no, like, single honestly, time." If if I'm voting, like I like I would know what Super was when I saw it here on this year. But there's going to be plenty of people who are like, "Super, what's like what's that?" They're probably going to confuse it with a Will Smith movie where he fights Charlize Theron, like. I, I mean, I'm a fan of the film. It's super dark, and like I said, they were super we, dark. They were mar- it. it was marketed differently, so a lot of people were like, "What?" You know, here's the thing: what is like this? Gerald's throwing me off. I wasn't sure whether Gerald was going to take this or something else that I love next. Like, it, you know, but yeah. <laughs> Gerald's we'll, Mr. We'll, we'll wild see card. We'll it, see what it, I we'll, we'll see what I get next. Uh, super uh, super yeah. in round four, Gerald. What you got here uh, for your fourth pick? Well, Dave will tell you I'm a fucking wild man. So I'm going to take the one that Dave is referring to that people actually did see, and it's called Kick-Ass, and that's going to be my next pick. There you go. I, I, this so super popular This one made film. it on my top five Nicolas Cage freakouts. <laughs> oh, I love it's that too good. Scene. I like this movie. Oh. I do too. Uh, you know, and, and Dave was saying some great things about Super that are very, very similar here. But you know, Kick Ass is just such a violent movie that is still a comic kind of superhero origin. And Chloe Grace Moretz was introduced to the world here, really, and as Hit Girl, dude, one of the best supporting. She just kicked total ass as this little ten-year-old girl in this movie. Nicholas yeah, say, K- is there anything better than a 12-year-old saying cunt? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Just doing her thing, man. Matthew Vaughn directing. We know him from the Kingsman movies. He really knows how to direct action really well. So I love this movie, man. There's a lot of blood and gore and Nicolas Cage freaking out, it being introduced to Chloe Moretz, and just an awesome kind of superhero origin action movie. And uh, I love this movie. I lo- it actually holds up. I watched it last year again for the first time in a few years, and it's still really pulse-pounding, great action. And I feel like a lot of people have seen Kick-Ass, and they'll recognize the name when they see it. So if for some reason you haven't seen Kick-Ass, I would say check it out right away. It's a great action movie. I mean, just go back to 2010. In, res- in retrospect, uh, you know, especially with like the boys and stuff like th- that now, how ahead of the game Kick-Ass was. Because I remember... You know, we we were in still in like early Marvel land, and this movie came out, and it's like you know, this cussing kid and fucking violence, and, and Nicholas Cage howling. It was just so different from everything else that was going on at, at that time. So I think it's like a steal here in round four, just because he of how popular a man with it was. A bazooka at the end. Uh, not only what's his name, the guy that's the villain in like so many uh, Mark Strong, Mark Strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every yeah, time I, I see I, him in a this, superhero he went on movie, to be Sinestro in Green Lantern, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he appreciates some good bad guy roles because he's done a lot of them. And he's good at it. So uh, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's a great film and uh, still here at round four. Uh, but guys, it's come that time. It's time for the lightning round. Round five. 
we've, we've got one guy who says he doesn't even care if he wins, but I assume the other three of you guys are still in this. I didn't say I didn't care. I'm still playing to win. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's I'm trying to psych you guys enough. out. He's trying to psych yeah, you guys out. I'm already out. losing He's enough. He's playing sleep, to win, so but he made a one pick to lose deliberately just to throw us off. I mean... Just looking at my list, guys, I know we're doing five rounds, and some sometimes that can stretch, but I think there's some amazing films left that somebody can get with a wild card round pick here. So, Joe, you got your last pick here in the draft, 2010. What do you got uh, here in round five? Well, I hope I don't fuck it up, Justin, but um, you know, I think maybe I went with my heart with Tucker and Dale, but God damn it, I think I'm going to do it again with my fifth pick. Now, what I tell people, and this has come up on my show a couple times, anyone that may have heard it, but when you think of a when you think of a movie remake, I think that this is how it's done. And in Matt Reeves, I trust. Let me in, in from 2010 mm. is going to be my fifth pick, and it's also going to be the second back to back Chloe Grace Moretz pick, which I did not intend to do. Mm. Um, but I love her. I love this movie. And like I said, I feel like this was an American remake of the original film, which I've picked on your show before, Justin, actually, when I came on. And we did, I want to say that was a 2008 film, I think. And I picked uh, Let the Right One In, which which is a superior film to this. Well, yeah, far, but, far superior to this. But Yes, absolutely. But when you think of, from a remake standpoint, the way that Matt Reeves directed this film, Richard Jenkins in an amazing supporting role, and I really love Chloe Grace Moretz, and I think she does an amazing job here. It's just shot so ominously, but still kind of romantic at the same time. Uh, it's a story of friendship. It's a beautiful story. It does have elements of horror in it. It's a vampire story at its core. Um, you know, the winter setting, the cold, the dark, the way it's shot uh, is very atmospheric. And I love this movie. Uh, the, like I said, the original is superior, but we're talking about 2010 films. And I saw this one first and then went back and watched the original. Uh, so I don't know if that may have skewed my viewing a little bit of it. But I do love this movie so much. And I love Matt Reeves' direction of it. And I wanted—I don't know if anyone else would have picked it. But I wanted to make sure I got it on my list. It's a heart pick for me. Let me in. My number five. What does everyone think about this wild card pick for Gerald? Yeah, good. Good. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's one of those where, I mean, it's not like a, a point break or a total recall where you're like, what the fuck? It's like, okay, he did a solid job. It's not as good as the original. There's, I haven't seen this since the theater, but I, I remember there being one sequence in, in the film that was totally different involving a rolling car, I think, uh, in Let Me In that I, I, I was like, The oh, train okay. tracks? Yes, mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, I, he's obviously a very talented filmmaker, and um, I think that's what put it over the edge of, you know, being more uh, respectful than most remakes that we get. So I think it's a great wild card pick here in round five. Gerald, Dave, what you got for your last pick? All right, man, you guys are going to accuse me of throwing the draft, but I'll, I'll send you a screenshot after this whole thing's over where I literally have this in parentheses as last round pick no matter what. <laughs> so, oh, no. Uh, this is the only Batman film to come out in 2010, and uh, it is the second best Batman animated film right after under uh, right after Jesus mask of the phantasm uh, it has Bruce Greenwood playing Batman Jensen Eccles as Jason Todd and John DiMaggio as the Joker it is Batman under the red hood which sees the return of Jason Todd uh, after his death plaguing batman and it is, has one of the best batman 
endings in any of the animated films. Like it's it's got the Joker tied up in this old dilapidated building with a bomb about to go off, and Batman's forced to choose whether to shoot the Joker or shoot the Red Hood. Either way, he's going to have to break his one rule. And the Joker's absolutely maniacally laughing, loving this this scenario. And you know, in, in the very end, the Joker just wants the bomb to go off so that they can all go out together because nothing would be more poetic than the Joker who killed Jason Todd to be taken out with his greatest foe, Batman, and all three of them going out together. I fucking love this ending. It's so good. Did you three people just pumped their fists so emphatically? Yeah, 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 yeah. I fully know. I fully know that there's like there's there's a few people who have seen this. And it is on HBO Max right now, so you know, go check it out. But and, and and even my co-host Jay who hates he fucking hates animated films, mostly hates superhero films. I got him to watch this one and he's like it's actually really good. And I was like, "Right?" That's what I'm saying. It's fucking gold. Um, it's it's the second best Batman animated film after Mask of the Phantasm. And I wasn't going to not take it. I know no one else was going to take it, but there is no other round after this. So fuck it. I'm taking it. Batman under the red hood. I'll get Peanut three votes for it. Choose the movie. Uh, I just don't think he's going to recover from Super and Batman under the red hood. Uh at four the diagram I, I, I is, is, a, is... I have a two-month-old child that I have to be <laughs> three next month, and I'll still be in the same position. I don't want to be doing this again on another Saturday night. <laughs> Justin, if we could schedule more new dads, that would yeah. be great. My, my, you, you know the dirty looks I got tonight because I said I had to record even though it's 11 o'clock? Because night shift is my shift. That's when I, that's when I start. Lauren goes to bed at 9. You know what? I have the kid you know from what? 9 to 3. That being so. said, that was the smartest pick in the draft. Yeah. Here you go. Or was it the dumbest? We'll see. Ba- we will Batman see. Batman not only saved the day in Under Red Hood, but he just saved my marriage <laughs> by ensuring that I'm not on the next draft. Wow. Wow, Dave. That's all I have to say. Wow. Wow. Uh, Jay? Eat eat my ass. (laughs) Don't care. I'll even give you the spoon to do it. He's so angry. He's so angry. Get some sleep, Dave. Get some sleep. Uh, Jay, what what you got here in round, uh, wild card round here in five? There there are more options here towards the end than I thought. I'm not going to double down on animation, which I could do here. I'm not going to double down on silly zany comedy and i'm not going to take kind of the indie darling that i love here i'm going to go sort of mainstream comedy kind of a throwback john hughes movie that was really the dawn of one of our biggest movie stars and i'm going to take easy a starring emma stone i there we go love this movie this movie see i thought i thought you were taking another movie that actually spoofed john john hughes type 80s movies nope don't do it. Don't do Take it. Take an easy A. I, I didn't say the name. <laughs> Emma Stone. What a what a darling. Tell us about Easy A. Emma Stone, five. what Shampoo's a darling. Third national treasure of the of the episode. No, She's actually incredible. I, need, I didn't say it before, but uh that, that goes to Richard Jenkins, national treasure. <laughs> oh, we, we love we love Dickie he's, Jenkins he's excellent for sure. In everything he's in. But also another American treasure in this movie, Stanley Tucci as her dad. Incredible, absolute American treasure. And this is just a really fun um, comedy that really – this was, I think, the first kind of Emma Stone vehicle. And it also has Amanda Bynes in there for some real 2010 nostalgia. Um, it's just a really funny movie kind of riffing on that 80s sensibility that I um, I really, really dug when it came out. Mm-hmm. 
And it's great, too, because it does really call back to a lot of its predecessors. Like you mentioned, John Hughes in the 80s, obviously. There's even a scene I remember in this movie where they kind of reenact the lawnmower from Can't Buy Me Love, which is one of my favorite 80s rom-coms. But I love EZA, man. This was actually on my radar, too. But it was going to be my fifth pick, but I just had to scoop up another horror film. But I do love EZA so much. It's a great movie. And any movie that gets kids into you know classic works of literature... Uh, like the Scarlet Letter, of course. Uh, the, the Scarlet Letter is a truly terrible novel. <laughs> it is. I can't believe that. Uh, how was that's like a middle school book, right? It yeah. was shockingly early, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, I think I was eighth grade when we had to read it. <laughs> I think the problem with the Scarlet Letter is it was that it was during that time seven. when people. Go ahead. Nope. I lost everyone. I, I, I was just going to say that the the thing about the Scarlet Letter is that it was written during the time when you got paid by the word, so everything is four times longer than it should be, <laughs> and 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 it really shows when you read that dumb, horrible book. Uh, I do agree. Uh, having the the parental uh, Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson combo was was oh w- killer w- was amazing. So. Um, yeah, easy A, great wild card pick here in round five for you, Jay, which means we got one more pick left in this 2010 draft. We're doing it Royal Rumble style. Two of these guys will leave. Two will remain for 2011. Shampoo has one more pick left after taking get him to the Greek in round four. What do you got, Shampoo? Yep, I screwed up. I should have taken easy. Should have taken easy A last round and get him to the Greek this round, and then I would have had the perfect list. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> instead, I am in a really weird position where I could I could get weird, like uh, like some of the other guys this round. I don't know. Go let's for the go win, back man. To, go for the let's win. go back to the the first three round strategy and go back to Oscar Beatty movies, and I'll take the James Franco vehicle. One hundred and twenty seven hours. Good Whoa. movie. Whoa, pretty there good movie. Go. Probably one that I wouldn't ever recommend seeing more than once. Yeah, if at watched all. it once. Honestly, it's go. not for everyone. But uh, the the one and only time I've seen it, it was pretty intense. Hey, man, everyone wants to watch someone cut a nerve ending with a fucking dull pocket knife. Yeah, they, drink their own piss. They made real, real sure to get the, the one shot of him stabbing directly into his bone. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty good flick, actually. Yeah. Good Danny yeah, Boyle good. flick. It was. Yeah, anyway. my fiance is going to be a little bit um, miffed at me for taking that. She's not a fan of the Franco, but uh, sorry, Megan. 127 hours, the last pick of this 2010 fantasy movie draft, Royal Rumble. Okay, let me, before we talk about honorable mentions, start listing other things that were dreadfully missed by these guys, let me read out uh, everyone's picks. So we have Gerald, who has uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Harry Potter and the Deathly House, Part 1, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, correct? That's the correct title for that, right? I was I was writing yes. everything so quick. Sorry, mm-hmm. kick ass and let me in. Dave has Inception, The Fighter, Insidious, Super, and Batman Under the Red Hood. Jay has The Social Network, Toy Story Three, The Town, MacGruber, and Easy A. And Shampoo has Shutter Island, True Grit, Black Swan, Get Him to the Greek, 
and 127 hours. What does everyone think about your lists? I know Dave tanked yeah. his, he said. What does everyone think? I, I like mine. I feel like there's a lot of recognition in the titles that I have, with the exception of maybe Tucker and Dale. Like I feel hey like man, everybody. I'll, I'll say this: I stand by my list forever because I, that's these are movies that I would like. If if I was watching these movies in a weekend, I'd be fucking super happy, dude. Yeah, there you go. Dave went heart overhead. Um, yeah, Jay, yeah, Bri- Jay, Brian, what do you I think? I certainly wouldn't watch my list over the course of a weekend. That would be a pretty intense weekend. Um. Jay, I think you have a strong list. What, what, what do you think, sir? Oh, I'm all I'm all in on my list. This uh, th- this this went very well as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned. I love all of my movies. I would watch all of these in a weekend. Just uh, a very solid set of motion pictures here. Um, let me tell you uh, two that were not taken by any of these guys. That I guess I'm surprised. Well, maybe I'm not surprised. Uh. Tangled, I think, is a, a very popular Disney film. Uh, and what's the other I one? Think, I think Tangled's been largely overshadowed by the Frozens and Moanas of the world. And oh, now Raya and oh, the Last Dragon. Not in my well, house, Dave. Not in yeah, my Tang- house. Tangled and oh, no. How, to Tra- How to Train Your Dragon are, are high How to Train on the animated yeah. list. How to Train but, Your Dragon's fantastic. But, but yeah, my, my but, daughter definitely loves Tangled because, I mean, we only have one three-foot-tall uh, Disney doll in our house, and it's Rapunzel. Um, and she's, you know, had some sleepovers with Rapunzel. Uh, <laughs> G- Gerald, if you had one more pick, what would you have taken, sir? Uh, it would have been a heart pick, but I love a movie called The Runaways with Case Two. Um, based on the '60s and '70s rock all-girl rock group, I, I love it. I think it's uh, an amazing performance by Kristen Stewart. Dakota Fanning does a great job in it, and I love women that kick ass. And it's just a kick-ass rock and roll movie. Michael Shannon plays like a greaseball villain in that movie. Does a great performance. So The Runaways no is probably way. Uh, Mike, Michael Shannon. <laughs> Michael Shannon played a villain. I know. Can you believe it? Uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave, what 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 do you pick? What 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 has yeah, been it would said? have been uh, it would have been Gareth Edwards' uh, Monsters, man, the, the movie that kind of put him on the map. It's a it's a sleeper for this year, which is why I I didn't pick it. Um, probably less of a sleeper than Batman Under the Red Hood, which is a direct to DVD animated release from DC and Warner Brothers. But uh, <laughs> mm. uh, Monsters is absolutely fantastic. It's it's one of those things that shows you how much a director can do with so little. Um, and you know it really like i said put gareth edwards on the map uh, and it's one of those ones it's like it's it's cults it's a cult classic type movie um and you know i don't think anyone else here would have taken monsters but mm. all right shampoo you got one what were you taking uh my next pick would have been a heart and uh region pick in the crazies oh i love that uh, i love the original more though that's and a pretty that's fair yeah, that's but pretty the, fun one the, the is, 2010 um is that Oliphant? is Oliphant was, in that one yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oliphant is fucking in that dude it was filmed absolutely. about three hours west of where i live yeah. so and the very end credits when the newscaster comes in that actually is the local newscaster for where i live bruce Downey. he's been he's been our newsman oh. for the last 35 years look at that and just yeah. like uh just ju- just like i would do anything that patrick wilson asked me to timothy Oliphant is another is oh, another of those oh male God. crushes of mine 
You yeah, could do, sure. my, could do uh, unspeakable things to me, and I am a very straight man. Right. Wow. And, and especially now that, that he's worn Boba Fett's armor and been Cobb Vanth, I'm like, <laughs> you only get better with age, all the fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My, uh, my, my last pick would have been a really good little Australian drama, Animal Kingdom, which was kind of the dawn of Ben Mendelsohn. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Seen really it. good, right. and now it's like a – TNT show or something yeah. that's been on for like four it seasons. It's not, it's not great, but you know uh, the, the, the movie, movie rules. The movie is much yeah. better than the series. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised no one said the the kids are all right. Um, yeah, I think that's Ruffalo Hive rise up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about Ruffalo as we did earlier on with Shutter Island. Ruffalo is fucking fantastic. In let me movie. let I me love... tell you, but let me tell you about one 2010 film that I love, and it is called Unstoppable. Do you know about Unstoppable Guys? Oh, it's the yeah. fucking Tony Scott. Fast Tony Trains, Scott, yeah. Tony Scott movie with Chris Pine and Denzel. Yeah, it, oh yeah, yeah, it rocks. So yeah, it's um, like uh, it's like taking that speed kind of yes. uh, uh, recipe, and, and, and it's got the Tony Scott look and feel to it. I thought it was great. Um, I w- so, uh, I'm not I'm not surprised it wasn't taken, but it is the best sequel to this franchise since the original in '87, Predators, yeah, uh, with Adrian I, Brody. I had that on Predators my list, is solid. Couldn't bring myself Predators to is actually solid. pick it. What else we got? We the, have the uh, one mistake that Predators made was casting Adrian Brody in yeah. a exactly, role because no one that, saw him as an actor. I just star. I don't understand why movies yeah. keep casting Adrian Brody as a it's, badass. It's like he's literally the, in the Darjeeling Limited, and then the next time you see him, he's 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 slightly more jacked, killing aliens on an alt- on another but, planet. And but I'm a just slightly like, that's, more jacked Adrian Brody still looks like a hundred and sixty five pound cancer patient. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got adrian brody out of our system pretty quickly no uh justin no one mentioned the oscar winner this year which was the king's speech colin, colin yeah Burr, Jeffrey well Rush. let's 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 face it none of us are, are british and therefore we don't we don't uh really have a huge love for royals or have any type of no, currently type of, I mean, currently uh royals are not cool so uh yeah. look as, as firmly team megan over here uh, you're not gonna get a british royal movie out of me okay yeah. <laughs> all right fair enough you know what i would pick over the king's speech i would pick the human centipede which was also okay. in, uh, <laughs> 2010 the first sequence came out in 2010 uh, oh, if yikes. i had known that this came out then i would have picked this just to troll justin <laughs> the, the first time i saw the human centipede i that was like Probably the hardest I've ever laughed at a movie so, in my life. The scene uh, when, when they're story. like out in the yard <laughs> and he's trying to teach them tricks. G- genuine belly laugh. Interesting story. We uh we 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 had some issues with uh with feeding my kid like early on and stuff like that. And we went to the doctor and we were kind of asking him and like you know my wife was talking about breastfeeding and stuff like that versus formula. And the doctor literally stands up. He's this old Jewish doctor. His name's Doctor Green, and he just goes feed him. And I was immediately my mind like flashed to human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> when he said, oh, yeah. feed him, it doesn't matter, just feed him. And I was like, <laughs> all right, uh, all right, I'm going to ramble off some 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 highlights that weren't picked. Uh, we talked about Adrian Brody in Predators. He was in a much better 2010 film called Splice that everyone yeah, needs oh. to watch. 
Amazing. I think th- I would take Predators over Splice. Anyway. Absolutely not. Everyone, get don't, drunk. They bo- get drunk. don't they both fuck that thing? Get <laughs> drunk. Yeah, Shut up, Dave. Don't ruin films that no one's seen. Everyone, get drunk and watch Splice. Shut up, Dave. Uh, what else we don't got? Watch that movie. What, what else we got? Uh, I love you, Philip Morris. Is a very underrated mm-hmm. Jim Carrey film. Um, how, about, how about Winter's Bone? Winter's yeah. Bone with Jay Lawrence is good. Uh, Dogtooth. Uh, early uh, Yorgos movie, really yeah. good. Big, uh, here. big, big fan of everything Yorgos has been putting out lately. That was the first one that put Yorgos on our radar, Chrissy and I, and like since then we'll be like all Yorgos all the time. Uh, what else? Why no love for Piranha 3D? That's all. Uh, that, that's all. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character from Jaws finally uh, meet his demise at well, the hands of some marine creature. This was the 3D uh, like rebirth because we had Jackass 3D in the same uh, year. Oh, good movie. Best of the Jackass trilogy. Best of the Jackasses. Yeah. Uh, if you really wanted to be depressed, you could watch Blue Valentine with a uh, oh, with Gosling. really good movie. Just so good, dour as so all hell. Depressing. Yeah. Um, we had Tron Legacy that year, guys. Uh, yeah, great soundtrack. Off the list. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Daft Punk. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, uh, big movie yeah. that year. Solid. And Red. last one, I'll Red. give a shout out to is this is not the movie with the princesses. It's a horror film called Frozen. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. amazing. Kids stuck on the ski lift. Yeah, uh, p- people get Seen stuck it. on a st- ski lift in the middle of a snowstorm, and they have to figure out how to to get out of that situation. Frozen. Well, Check well, it out. Why no love for the other Mark Wahlberg vehicle this year? Uh, the other guy. The, the other guy. Oh, yeah, Captain, you gotta let me fly. When was <laughs> when was the last time you did a desk pop? <laughs> the other guys is good. The other guys is good, man. It, uh, I, I love that you guys are like, the oh, there's all these amazing movies. films that we didn't pick. I, I uh, didn't pick the other guys because I actually didn't think it was all that popular that that many people had seen it. It's I not. Probably it's not. Quote I was yeah. his character from that movie at least five times a week. I'm yeah, I, not exaggerating. I definitely have literally gotten into like arguments with my supervisor and have screamed, you know, I'm a peacock captain. You got to let me fly. And uh, he, he sometimes never gets anything I say. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I was between that job, and MacGruber so it, for my so. kind of big, goofy po- comedy pick. But I went MacGruber just because I think that movie's r- remarkably good. I thought it was a great pick. Uh, so the biggest thing, guys, if you're listening at home, it's been a while since you've listened to Fantasy Movie Draft. The most important thing is once this episode hits, you know that you know that week we're going to have a poll up with Gerald, Dave, Jay, Shampoo. Don't vote for me. You will. Uh, that's Is this a mind trick, guys? Is he saying don't and then you will? Whatever. Whoever gets the top two. Uh, no, I got kids. Don't do it. Most amount of votes. No, he's doing a he's doing a Princess Bride. Uh, don't drink the poison kind of mentality gonna... here. I am Sicilian. You <laughs> can't trust him. <laughs> oh, shampoo. We anyway. cannot. I, I need to keep my job next. You know, after this episode comes out, so you cannot say my last name. Oh, Sorry. my my bad, dude. Yeah, I'm, vote, not, I'm not allowed. To maybe have vote for Dave, of, uh, and then he'll tag out, and then tag yeah, someone my, in who will take. My company more is very serious about about my uh, online presence, uh, <laughs> so I, I have to make sure to end my shows. I do not say my last name because I will get fired. Because if you listen to me and anything I ever say, it, it, I I deserve to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true, guys. Dave. Especially so, the especially after the Under the Red Hood book, am I right? Uh, so yeah, go vote for hey your man, favorite team. I will defend team, that guys. movie until I fucking die. You understand? <laughs> Just go watch it. Just go watch it, Mike. Guys, 
Let's mute Dave's mic. Everyone go vote for everyone that's not Dave. Dave said, don't vote for him. Believe him if you want to. Vote for who you think has the best team of five movies because, like I said, top two advance to the year 2011. Uh, thanks to all four of these guys for joining us tonight. They all uh, have been in and out in the podcasting game. They are vets at this. Gerald, you're the best, man. North Cackalack representing tonight. You you brought it home in the end with some solid picks. Where can we find you and your podcast online, man? Well, thanks for having me, Justin. I appreciate it. And like I said at the top, man, I'm so thrilled to ha- hear you back on the airwaves. It's awesome, man. And I'm glad to be a part of this kind of epic return for the for the movie draft. So thanks for having me. You can find me at the easiest thing is just go to two peas on a pod.com and you'll find all of our information there. We are hosted on Podbean and we're all over the place. It's just two peas on a podcast and that's TWO spelled out. And uh, once again, man, thanks so much for having me. Go check out Gerald and Jay talking about uh, Los Angeles movies, right? Just recently, yeah, this week as we're sitting here, uh, Jay uh, was my guest, and we did our top five movies set in L.A., which yeah. was a blast. Hell yeah, dude! That's that's very cool of you guys to talk about the you know my, the city that I live in. I am the definitive <laughs> voice of Los Angeles. <laughs> I was like, Jay doesn't know anything about Los Angeles. Uh, no, it was a great episode, guys. Check that out. Dave does not want you to vote for his list, but he has a podcast. That I assume he wants you to listen to. Dave, where can we find you, sir? Uh, just search Super Movie. <laughs> B-R-O-S, Super Movie Bros. Done. That's it. Just just search it. Whatever. Dave, we love you, man. Love to you, your little one, your wife. Uh, yeah, oh, and also, how could I not pick a Batman movie? My kid's name is Grayson. <laughs> He's named after fucking Robin, for Christ's sakes. You fucking assholes. <laughs> Making fun of my kid's name. <laughs> oh, wow. Love, love the draft being back. Uh, check out Dave, Super Movie Bros. Jay, where can we find you and your podcast online, sir? Yeah, so I'm over at the In Session Film podcast, little network of podcasts we have. So just go search In Session Film for whatever podcast app you use to listen to all your stuff over there. I host the Extra Film segment where we cover a bunch of kind of classic directors and smaller films and uh, stuff like that, all, all kinds of good stuff going there over at InSession Film and InSessionFilm.com. And if you want to find me personally spouting nonsense online, you can go to at uh, Mr. J Ledbetter on Twitter. Mr. 80s Champ Jay, thank That's you, me. sir, for joining us tonight. Brian Shampoo bringing up the end of the list, coming out of the dark, Black Mirror style. We, we've unearthed him. Uh, he's back. He's from. He's been Luke Questing. He's back. Brian, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. For you know, it's been uh, a a good year for you. Hopefully, it continues. People vote for you. Where can we find you online in some way, Mister Independent? Uh, I mean, rumor has it you can you can find me on the wind. If you put your your hand up to your ear and you just listen. You may be able to to hear my voice out there. I, I'm honestly, I'm not really online anymore. <laughs> you could come pick a fight with me on Facebook. Just look up Brian Shampoo. I'm sure I will argue with you. Oh man, there we go. We've we've run him out of social media, guys. Uh, hashtag don't shut up, Shampoo. <laughs> hashtag really talk and truly more. congratulations like, uh, and me. good for you. There you vote go. Vote for me so I can come back on the show and and. 
fill your ears with my glorious ramblings for the keep, rest of this year. Keep the dream alive, guys. So uh, if you found us, uh, So I Married a Movie Geek, we are back-ish, I guess. We're going to try to make this happen every single week again. Uh, hopefully our kids go back into an actual school sometime soon. That'll help matters. But uh, you can also find us on the social medias at Movie Geekcast on Twitter. Uh, we're sometimes on Facebook and Instagram. And again, we have uh, hundreds of episodes in our back catalog, many of them fantasy movie drafts that are pretty green in terms of content. You can go back and check us uh, drafting out the 80s, the 90s, the zero zeros, And now we've just begun our 2010s fantasy movie draft Royal Rumble with Gerald, Dave, Jay, and Shampoo. Thanks again to the four of them for joining us. We will see two of them next month for the 2011 draft. But stick around next week. We're going to be uh, crossing some movies off our list. Uh, a big thing uh, bringing this uh, podcast back is we're going to put a little bit more control in my co-hosts uh, in terms of picking the movie. So we'll see how that goes next week. I think that she she's uh, got a movie she's really dying to talk about. So thanks again for listening to this, guys. It's, it's, it's a blast just to talk movies with anyone. It's been a hard year. But just to do this with these four guys and talk movies has been just amazing time for me. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening. We're out. Yeah.